We are back with a brand new episode of Urban Absurdity. Yeet! That's how the young kids say it. Yeet! Why do we do that? We are back. <laughs> because we be back. You know what? I thought about that I mean, shit too. I say that shit every show. <laughs> we are like we've been not, on hiatus. We're not shit. going anywhere. You don't ever know when this shit get canceled. That's why. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you right. Hey. You right. Tough times right now. Okay. You right. All right. I got to introduce the man. We got a special guest today. A very, hey, he's from Chicago, which is why I want to talk to him right now. We got to okay. pick his brain about some comedy. Okay. You know what I mean? Been doing comedy for like Hell what, 20 years? 30. 20, 30? God damn it. He I tried. said, put an extra 10 on my stuff. <laughs> Don't disrespect me. Man. Extra 10. We got comedian, actor, and podcaster. We're going to get all in your business. Syndicated, <laughs> radio, man, just every man. The dude does it. I think he do a little bowling too. <laughs> I do bowl. <laughs> We got George Wilborn on here, man. Hey, hey, what up? Urban absurdity, and that's is what it is. Thank <laughs> you so much for coming. These niggas is crazy. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Just crazy as hell. Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, we kidnapped him a little early. He been hanging out and shit. You know, the the celebrities got here a little. Me and George was waiting I on was him and shit. First, nigga, I was here for any of these motherfuckers. <laughs> I helped bring all this shit in. <laughs> These niggas, they just got here. This nigga know he want to be the star. He, he going to be y'all problem right here. This one, two more motherfucking episodes. This nigga is going to quit. I'm he already, y'all should see the shit he walked in here with. He didn't have that shirt on. He represented right now. He came in with like some cheetah print. Throw that shit over here. Let me show you what this nigga <laughs> No, I took it nigga. off. I no, took it off. Nigga, no, no, this nigga, no, this nigga sashayed his ass. <laughs> I'm out of here. This nigga sashayed his ass. This nigga swirled his ass. He floated his ass in it. And then sat out and had a sandwich. Yeah. With Brussels sprouts and shit, bro. This shit is is ridiculous, bro. All kind of shit was all kind of shit was chasing him and shit. This motherfucker climbing trees. This nigga was up in the tree when I got it. Oh shit. Okay, welcome to the jungle plan when he walked through the door. Like, bro, this shit is getting ridiculous already, bro. Y'all got me fucked up. First of all, first of all, I thought that shirt was kind of cool at first. But I brought this shirt out. Brought this shirt out. That one is very cool. That's a dope ass shirt. The one you got on is Trying to throw y'all off. And that shirt is kind of cool. Thank you. Thank you. Kind of not, nigga, but it's kind of Exactly, exactly. Kind of cool means kind of not. But I am glad to be here, man. Y'all doing a great job, and I'm fucking with you, but I mean it. So, you know, y'all just keep on doing what you're doing. I think you did great, great uh, job putting this together. Black people, obviously, you know, yeah. doing it. your thing. You Love know, that's, oh my that's God. Right. Oh. You know, you're putting y'all stuff together, putting good use to the drug money that y'all <laughs> you, know, you know, quit buying chains and shit, you know, buy some equipment. And exactly. Have a podcast, you know? Come up for something, right? We can come up with your drug money. Yeah, got new t shirts and backdrops with the drug money. This is what I'm talking about. You got to spin it right. You got Gotta spin it right. The fans, the fans yeah. will never know. Laundering <laughs> money through this motherfucker. I'm niggas over there doing comedy and selling work. I don't know what the fuck going on. <laughs> Yo, I'm ready to so, catch a show or bust their ass. I don't know what to do. I'm so happy you here, man. My, I told my parents. I told my parents about it, and they lost their mind. Uh, shout out to my parents, man. I ain't gonna say their names, but they last. Shout name. out to your parents. Yeah. <laughs> what's, your parents what's your parents' name? <laughs> their last name is Carter. Linda Carter. Thanks, yeah. thanks so much. The car, they they follow me or something. Then I'm about their yep. age, bro. They, <laughs> yeah, right. They uh on their fifth year anniversary, they came down there to see you in Chicago. 
Oh wow! Yeah, Is that right. Yeah, so it's third. I think they at their thirty year anniversary now. But I remember them leaving. They was like, "We getting to Chicago. We leaving y'all here," and they left, man. Oh, you man. so they must it said their their fifth year anniversary. Yep. This is been, that that was fifth year. So that was twenty five years ago. Okay, say so they must have saw me at my club. All jokes aside, that's what they said. That's yeah. what they said. They said you was the headliner and uh, J, J uh, Williams. I forgot his first name. It's I think it starts with a J. J J Williamson. J.J. Williams. No, not J.J. Williams. It was J.J. Williams. Ballhead. Now. Skinny. Nigga, was, all of them ballhead. I'm about to say, what name we trying to come oh, up with? What do you got? Give us a clue. But he was there. I'll go guess. But, but <laughs> y'all, was both, y'all was both there. Yeah, there. I used to host the club, man. I, I was the the house MC at All Jokes Aside, um, which was a phenomenal club at the time. It was the third black-owned comedy club in the country. And, wow. uh, and when I came back to Chicago, I started in Memphis. And then oh, I came okay. back to Chicago a year after I started comedy. Yeah, and that's when Bernie and I met, and we um and we connected and became very good friends and like brothers. And he was doing this um he was doing an open mic uh at the Cotton Club in Chicago on Michigan Avenue. Oh and wow! That's where everybody came. You know, it was an open mic singers. That's where R. Kelly and his his first group was MGM. They would be down there singing. Damn. And, uh, wow. you know, Cheryl Underwood. All of us came down as an open mic, but comedians didn't do. Um, and Bernie was the host. Comedians wouldn't come on. So when I came, they said the open mic was on uh, on Monday nights. I went up there to sign my name. And, and <laughs> when you walk through the door, the stage is right by the door. So, yeah. you know, you, you got to walk right past Bernie. He was just picking motherfuckers off at the, at the door. You just tearing motherfuckers up. It was a, Damn. just f- phenomenal to see back then. And so I'm like, hey, man, when the, when the comedians come up, you know, all these singers and poets and shit, you know, Malik Youssef, all them cats was, was all coming up. Yeah, said, well, comedians don't come up. I said, well, I said, what you mean? Said, our homes, you know, comedians don't want to, you know, follow me. I said, well, nigga, I'll follow you. Bring me uh-huh, up. Uh-huh. And so he brought me up, you know, and I uh, started doing it every Monday, and we hooked up, and then became friends. And out of seven days, five of those days, I was over his house, and he was over mine. That's then we dope. all just kind of grind together. Me, Cheryl Underwood, Adele Givens. Oh wow! Rodney, all the OGs. Rodney Perry, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, we just had we had them all. Um, Godfrey, all of all of the cats, man. That what you know, came out, you know, back then. We just groomed each other. You yeah. Know? All right, that was one of my questions, actually. I like. Take it. us back to when you got your big break. As you said, House MC. At all jokes aside, nineteen ninety two, right? Was that the um... about ninety two? Yeah. Okay. I'm bad with years. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what your Wikipedia like says. Bad with sweaters. I'm the same way. <laughs> I'm the same way with years as this nigga is with sweaters. Okay. <laughs> I, I do. I do. I am never able to wear my sweater no more, <laughs> ever to nothing. <laughs> Ron should be getting like, a kick out of this because this is like the bow wow joke man. for him. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We're gonna be on that sweater for a long the, time. That wasn't even a, a panther or nothing. That was just like a spotted. <laughs> that was just like a spotted cat, nigga. That wasn't even a wild cat. Started to give you ass a sauce. I didn't know what the fuck. I would have shot it, but you know what I mean. That was back in my a, day. That's not to get a nigga sauce of milk when he walked in. This <laughs> I knew I should have kept that shit in the car. I knew I should have kept that shit in the car. <laughs> I just thought you was gonna be more laid back this than this. I didn't think you was gonna go on ten. Oh, at ten, this is turned ten. up on your ass. I didn't know you was gonna wear that sweater, nigga. <laughs> nigga, you need to wipe your mouth like this. <laughs> All right, back to the question before I forget it. I'm old, man. I'm old. It's 1992. All jokes aside, you the house MC. Yeah. What was the climate of Chicago comedy like at that time? Like, who were the stars? Like, who were like were you just introducing? Like, was it no. actual comedians no, or was no, this? No, no, no. It was it was nuts. The scene was crazy back then. Cause it was no Def Comedy Jam. It was no BET Comic View. 
there was no um, there was no venues or outlets on television, so yeah. it was live stand up. You had to be Man. on stage, you had to be in front of people. So mm-hmm. there was no black clubs. You know, you had the improv, you had the funny firm, and for black comics, we wasn't you know getting booked in those clubs. You know, every every now and then you would get very um, um, well polished and and real refined black folks that yeah. would get the invite to those. Uh, Thanks, bro. Y'all got to spend the drug money a little better. Than <laughs> what the fuck is this, man? All this money this nigga peddling and you going to go in the bathroom. Get... What is this shit? But thank you, though. Thank you, though. That's why we came to, we came to, this is this the producer and we going to give you a charge of the money? No, nigga. You going to spend better than this. Come on, Robert. Oh, so my God. Extra had to be spent on the on the TVs. And every, everything's Robert's fault. <laughs> Robert, the one that told me to wear the sweater. That's that how this is make some budget cut somewhere. <laughs> Start with that nigga sweater. That's what he went up cut, nigga. So we we was uh, we, <laughs> be honest with you, man. We uh, back then we was had no other venues. So being on on stage was it. And that third black owned comedy club in the country. But by, by then, you know, that was a. Uh, premier stuff so yeah. comics was coming through everybody came through Cedric Entertainer Steve Harvey uh, Chris Tucker yeah. um, Monique all of them came through this club because it was a black club that paid well okay that's that, a plus and that the club was uh, just beautifully made and, and built out mm-hmm. drinks was good it was our shit you know and so comics knew and the audience they were they were you know well trained you know they knew to come to to laugh and they was this tough chicago audience so they're not just gonna laugh at anything so you had yeah. to be fucking funny and so you know that's what it was like it was no superstar kind of had an apollo vibe where they booing people in nah, there <laughs> not really it wasn't it was not apollo uh vibe at all you mm-hmm. know it, it was no booing and disrespect because if niggas wasn't funny you know motherfuckers wasn't laughing oh, that, no. sometimes that could be even worse that's worse than that could be worse than the boo. you don't know when to leave Niggas get booed all the time and still do comedy. Exactly. I would rather somebody come get me to get me out, (laughs) opposed to me just having to stay there and wait till my stuff ends. I was on stage one time and nobody laughed at all. Not one laugh. Not one laugh. Just one time. Not one laugh. I went. I I got (laughs) stage. Nigga look like every time. (laughs) Well, I remember. I remember this time. I cried afterwards. On this time, I wore that sweater. I didn't wear that sweater. (laughs) You didn't wear that sweater. I should have wore that sweater. Sweater. Nigga, they be laughing right now. <laughs> sweater, well, at least had an opening yeah, joke. Yeah. At least I opened. You got a standing ovation as soon as you walked out in that motherfucker. Oh God, yeah, he, man. Won. he won already. And that was it. Was an all white crowd. They gave you the well, you won the contest, and this is an open mic, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But but to answer your question, there was no stars back then. You know that we we all you know we all were just grinding and honing our craft. You know yeah. so. I, I I don't remember anybody standing out because there was nobody that you know had an opportunity to stand out before uh, before that club opened again and gave that opportunity for so many comedians. I heard I heard that you had to go through a certain comedy club before you could even be considered for Def Comedy Jam. What comedy club was that? I, in Chicago, I, I think it was. I don't know where it that was. That might at. have been in New York. In New York, in Chicago, when Def Comedy Jam came, they they when Def Jam came to Chicago, they really came to look look at Bernie. Oh, okay. Um, um and the cat that was uh doing it, Bob Sumner, he was the one that was going out back then, and he was doing all of the um 
uh, uh, he was doing all of the talent searching for Russell Simmons. That's dope. Oh, okay. And, and when he came to Chicago, they really went to a, a club that Bernie used to host uh, called Milk Trainers, mm-hmm. and it was down in the basement down on um, uh, on the on the on the south on the south loop. And when they went down there um, to, to check Bernie out. You know, all the other comedians was there, and he picked about four or five other cats, and they did a showcase. You know, uh, I actually okay. they had a camcorder back then. Bob Sumner had a camcorder, mm-hmm. and uh, they put them all together. I wasn't even on the fucking list of comedians. I was just about to ask, was you in that five? I wasn't even there. You know what I did for mm-hmm. Bob? I put the shit together, and I held the camera for Bob because he he had to sit it on the table. Yeah, and for me, you know, I was like, damn, here's a, a opportunity for like my my brother and a bunch of other cats to get seen. And I figured I would, you know, you know, finagle my way or get my way in. So I had to, I held the camera. I wasn't even on that audition. Oh wow, that's right. <laughs> that's damn, that's how you it get was in. Stupid as fuck, you know. I didn't, you know, but you know, but it was from my heart. And I, I wanted, yeah. I didn't want. I didn't want the fucking camera angle to be that. I wanted him to sit and watch these comics right. and yeah. not be trying to hold a fucking camcorder and see, you know, that's that's what wasn't right. fair. Yeah. It wasn't giving everybody a, a fair shot to be seen in my life. Man, shout out to you for that. Wow, how many of them know that story? Like, do they know how much sacrifice you put in? I don't think any of them. Not one of those comedians know that. That's like a dope story. Man, that's sacrificing, bro. Like. You know what I mean? For the greater good, like a lot of people wouldn't do that. I don't know what the fuck I would have did. I've been trying to get in front of it. I don't know. I would hope I would make the noble decision. (laughs) Right. I would hope, man. (laughs) People always say they wouldn't do. I'd just be like, bro, I'm going to just pray that I do what I'm supposed to do in that situation. That's all I can say. (laughs) You know what I mean? But you know what? It's it's always been, I've always been like a a big brother to comics, you know, especially ones in Chicago. It's, it's we got to hear that. some stories, man. We got to hear. Yeah, this is all my brothers. They my little brothers, you know, Dion Cole, uh, D. Oh, Ray, he's top five. Lil oh. Rail, um, I like Lil Rail. Uh, uh, Godfrey. So you bring these. so everybody from Chicago. You pretty much is like had something I'm with Nate the group. Triple OG. Man, that's most of That's what's up, bro. Most of them. That's what's up because Bernie Mac, man. I talk about what. What about Robin Harris? You ever met Robin Harris? Yeah, Robin. I actually, man, I I did um, once. Robin, um, Robin passed away right after I, I met him. He he was in Chicago. Bernie was opening up for him at the Regal Theater in mm-hmm. Chicago, and um and uh I wasn't feeling well. And Bernie had called me that night, say, hey, "Man, you gonna come down to the show?" I said, "Man, I'm not gonna make it, but you know, y'all rip it up, whatever." And um and that that night they did the show. At the Regal at the Regal Theater in Chicago, and that morning uh, or late that night, early that morning, Robin Harris had a heart attack and he passed that mm-hmm. uh, that next night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but I, I but I um I study. I'm a I'm a student of the game. So um, yeah. So I studied and I watched and I, I learned from from Robin. You know, like I did from the cats that I grew up with. You know, and came up in the game with. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of times we do shows. You know, Monique is my sister. All. Dale is my sister. Sometimes we get on the show together, and you know I, I'm on stage. You know, and I look in the corner and I see you know one of them. They sitting at the back. You know, sitting around. They watching me. Yeah. The same thing as 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 them. Certain comics. You know, Tommy Davis and some of us. When we get together, when they're on stage, I'm in the cut and I'm watching them because I'm still in school. I'm still honing my craft. I'm exactly. Trying to be the best I can so I can present what I'm what I'm supposed to to the world. You mm-hmm. know? Man, I always think yesterday, well, this was about a couple of weeks ago. I was watching House Party. I just want to say this about Robin Harris. Mm. And when I was younger, it's like, yeah, we know this funny dude on TV, but I didn't really like, you know, I had to get older to appreciate it. 
Mm. And when I just looked at his life and, and when I realized that he died at 36 years old. Yeah. And two years before he died when is when he was making the movies, is when he was coming up. And, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. he was supposed to be in Bebe's Kids. You know what I mean? Like, oh, definitely. Like he was about to just launch. Absolutely. So when you get old enough and I read that, it was like, damn, like you didn't know to be sad because you didn't know. Like, it was like now, like the comedy community like suffered a huge loss that I didn't even understand when I was young. Totally. How did that affect everybody if your mommy's throwing back up? Well, the it stuff? changed. I mean, it changed it changed the game and you know, and it just <clears> um <throat> it was it was saddened, you know, of course the comic community because Robin Harris was, you know, was that dude, you know, and he was getting his shot. I mean, he died right at a time where, bam, his career was was taking off, yeah. as we say, you know. And so that 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 uh, hurt because you know how hard, you know, people work to get there. You exactly. Know? A lot of times you cats don't know. Motherfucker, oh, this motherfucker's hilarious and look like he's an overnight success. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, I've been doing this shit almost be 32 years in March, you know. It's, exactly. It's grind mode, you know. Robin was grinding, Bernie was grinding, you know, all these, it, it didn't happen over overnight, you know, and mm -hmm. so that part of it made hurt. The other part is that's like when we lose a Robin Williams, so you, you, you lose a, a comedic mind that's just so brilliant and it's so bright and it has no end. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's definitely the kind of comedy that we had coming from Robin Harris would have been endless you yeah, know, right. for, for years and decades to come. So yeah. that's a tragic loss too. So for, for us, it was, it was, a, it was a loss because we knew, how much more that he had to offer the world, really? Man, just looking exactly. back, just looking back at the, you know his stand-up comedy because I don't know, did he ever get a special? Because I remember he was on a few, few like. Bright, I don't know. I wasn't. Lights. I wasn't his manager, nigga. I don't know. I was just. just <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck would I know what his what his deals and shit was? No, man. I'm saying did he no, ever have a sick of you, no, man? I'm stupid ass, stupid ass questions. And shit. Dude, that's a good ass question. Like, man. did he ever have a special? Motherfucker, I don't know. Did you see one? <laughs> <laughs> did you see a special? No, no, when you researched the shit, did you see <laughs> Robin Harris? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I man, didn't research. Man, you got to remember, Joy from Chicago. That's why me and you didn't get along when we first met. You know what I mean? You can't just from Chicago. Like, the nigga, did he have a special? I wasn't around then. God like, damn it, you pissing me off now. You know what? Hey, get this nigga out of here. Asking these light-skinned ass questions. Look at these goof-ass, light-skinned ass questions. Man, can you ask the questions from now? I'm just going to just, I'm just text you my questions. Before y'all can, can talk to each other. But God you damn. know what? As a matter of fact, just, just turn you, his mic off. Right, turn You should have asked some questions of the nigga that sold you that sweater, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Want to ask some questions. Shout, out, shout, shout out to Forever 21 <laughs> for selling me shit. That's, that's a plug for y'all. This is nigga George want to talk shit. I think this is the first time my stomach actually did start hurting on this show. This is hilarious. The first time. Like, bro, this shit really hurt this over here. This is hilarious. Okay, oh so God. we ask everyone who comes. The good part. Here we go. There we go. A, yeah, let's a, put this nigga on the red, a, on the hot seat. A story, a story about their jokes being stolen by another comedian. Have you ever had that happen to you? Of course. Have a, and we need good, names, yeah, dates, and times. No, I'm just joking. I'm Let just me joking. tell you, I, I've, I've, uh, I created a, a way of starting my show years ago. Where I would, I would come on stage, you know, and I would, you know, if I didn't feel the energy that I wanted, I would, I would, I would express that to the audience, and then I start my show over. Um, I think somebody years ago told me maybe Whoopi Goldberg did it, you know, once or this, that they saw her. But no one did it like I did, you know. Yeah. And every every show I did, my show like that. So my mentor's name was Rodney Winfield. 
Um, he was in Talking Dirty at the Dark. He was in a bunch oh, of okay. stuff. Mr. Widow, Sailor, Sailor Cap. You know, he talk real scruffy like this, y'all, and shit like that. Be like, God, look at this life game, motherfucker. He be God saying damn. something like that. Nigga, the sweat on his <laughs> I think I know that. exactly you talking about with that impression. So I came up with Rodney. I mean, he, I mean, he, 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 he's one of the people, him, Ronaldo, Ray, Sinbad, those mm. who cast that embraced me early in my career. George Wallace, they was like, you know, yeah. they saw something in me. And Rodney told me that, he said, Josh, he said, every comedian in the world does your opening, <laughs> including me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, that has happened but um, a couple of times. But I, the way I write, yeah. it's almost impossible to steal my material. You know, you could, you could try to do a joke that I do, but I don't write jokes. You know, yeah. I, I have an experience in my show. You know, it's not, I'm not a joke teller like some comedians are a joke teller this is what they do they tell yeah. jokes like you know um wonderful friend of mine um just a, a master joke teller. george wallace is a master mm-hmm. joke teller you know mm-hmm. michael collier is a master oh. joke teller yeah. tell a joke i'm not really a joke <clears throat> teller that people can steal my jokes i have a whole experience and a whole flow with my show mm-hmm. and so much of it is off the cuff. I, I write. I come. I work without a net. You know, so much of my show and my my performance is is writing on the spot because to okay. me that's the most gratifying for me. You know, mm-hmm. as an artist, and it's also I think the most gratifying for the audience when they know there's a joke and we fucking laughing. Yeah. You know, right on the spot. You know, it didn't happen before the end. It just we shit. It's like a mm-hmm. it's like a fucked up sweater that happens. It's just you just as wow. soon as you see it, you know, bam. Don't mm-hmm. know that it's a fucker, so we all laugh at it. It ain't mm-hmm. like you saw the sweater beforehand. It's just like, <laughs> as soon as the sweater come in your eyes, you just, bam, I, I just, uh, it's a spontaneous sweater. I tried to keep my composure on that shit, bro. I did not. Ride his ass. Just do it. Just fuck it. No, I love the sweater. So, it's, so, so, for, so for me, you know, it's- People it's, gonna tune in late like, what sweater? <laughs> can't wait. I can't wait till they tune in after two minutes. That motherfucker gonna go in the sweater hall of fame, nigga. That- <laughs> Hey, let me tell y'all. Let me tell y'all one thing. Let me tell y'all one thing, man. Fuck it. Give me the sweater. I'm about to put the sweater back on. I'm about to put the sweater back on. Hey, let me I tell y'all one off, thing. Not to get talked about. Let me tell y'all one thing bad about Smoker Weed is reaction time sometimes. He over here telling the story I'm deep into. What? Listen, <laughs> all I, of a sudden this nigga didn't weave in the sweater. And, so, and I, I'm still looking at him seriously. Like, what the fuck? Listen, I'm I done put my head down as soon as he said sweater. It took me like five seconds because I'm high. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, hey, show, show, my, show my reaction to as soon as he said sweater. I put my head down. I said, this is not fucking Oh, another story. In the story. I just, this nigga, man. I, no, I do. I swear to God. That's why I admitted it because I was like, oh, shit. He just switched to the sweater. Like, all right, my bad. Man, the damn weed is too good lately. Hey, throw that shit away. <laughs> right in that bag over there. That bag right next to my car. <laughs> throw that shit in his bag. <laughs> Fuck that. Okay, oh, don't, don't let him talk about your weed like you talk about this sweater because this thing's never ending. And I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm still enjoying it. So, Chirac. Chirac. Tell us about how that all happened. Is, is, it because, is it because you was from Chicago? I heard a lot of people were angry at uh, Nick Cannon for the for the movie. Well, they shouldn't have been married, uh, uh, mad at Nick. I mean, Nick took a job that was you know offered to him. You know, oh, okay. And um, and no, I I was uh I auditioned for the actually I was going to audition for the movie and um, and I auditioned for some part, and then the producers called me back and said that uh, Spike wanted to um wanted to talk to me. And Spike Lee called me himself. He said, hey, look, I want you, I don't want you to do that part. I want you to do another part. Mm-hmm. 
And so I said, this is the day I was supposed to go on for the audition. So I said, cool, you know, no problem. And um, and so I got there and I and um, I went to read. It was a, a, a totally different part than the one I was already preparing for. And so um, I didn't know Spike knew me. Spike was a fan of mine. He said, look, I'm a fan of yours. I've been seeing you. I want you to read this part. That's so, so Yeah, that's so dope. I, that's so dope as fuck. He said, you got five minutes, you know, read this, these sides. So I took the new character and I... Um, and I read it, and I'm um, not supposed to do this, but I changed it. I uh, changed it, the script, you know, because I thought it was I thought it was Damn. fit, you know. So right. I changed, and I went back and I read it, and I add the part, you know, and uh, and the, and it crushed. And, and Spike looked at me and said, uh, "He said, can I use that?" I said, "You can have that." Don't <laughs> so, so take so that. Don't even that. worry about that. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah. So he used that. And he used my line that I wrote in the movie, and so no, I don't think it was just Chicago people. I mean, for my, my situation, you know, he just happened to know me and think that I was, uh, would do good at that part. And, um, and, and, um, I could have even ended up being a writer on that. I wish I would have been actually, but, uh, yeah. it was a right. good, it was a good film. It was way beyond what a lot of people could, um, um, could imagine because of the style that, that Spike decided to do this film in. Yeah. And it might be one of those films like, you know, some years later people come back and realize just how good it was. Some people was upset that they picked Nick Cannon, you know, right. for the lead. A lot of Chicagoans were. A lot of cats, you know, you know, people even I know that close to me, they didn't care for the film. But for me, it's an, um, I was in the, on, the, on the set with Angela Bassett, Wesley Snipes, John Cusack, the cast was so phenomenal and I ended up you know connecting and making genuine uh, friendships you know there were so <laughs> many just uh, stars and people that was in the in the movie that were genuinely genuinely uh, great people and I ended up uh, forging relationships with that Shadrach even though it didn't do well yeah, you I try. I try to watch it. I think I got halfway through, it and I was like, "Oh, okay, this is it was the, too much for you." Yeah, it was when they when they start talking about the the uh, women withholding the pussy. Oh, that that that, that turned you off a little bit. <laughs> it, was, it was like they gonna withhold the pussy from all, all the gangsters. What are they gonna start doing? Oh, so that 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 ruined it for you, huh? Yeah. Fuck the movie. I thought I, no, I thought I thought it was like, like this. A, ain't the first time you <laughs> been confronted with having no pussy. Now, now all of a sudden, this is a problem. Why you put yourself in this position? Man, you keep setting him up and he keep knocking your ass down. He been doing this for thirty years. I'm saying, how that supposed to stop the killings? How does it supposed to stop the killing? <laughs> if you'd watched the fucking movie, you saw how it'll stop the see. killing. And Why I read you? about it, and I read about it. This, people, this, don't this, read this, the book. You gotta watch the movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> now I gotta <laughs> go watch the other half of the movie, man. Hey, one of the reasons I'm not gonna lie, I'm like real stubborn. My grandma she was telling me my whole life, you just like your damn hard-headed ass grandpa. So mm. when it comes to Chicago things and Chirac and that title, yeah. like it might be a good movie. I don't even pay attention to it because I don't want to see certain things portrayed. Yeah. And it don't be right. Was it accurate? Because I didn't watch any of it. Not the first half. Not the first half. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, to uh, the storyline was accurate because you look at the violence, you look at the the amount of deaths. You know, um, uh, Jennifer Hudson was in that in that film. You know, it was hard for her to do that movie back then because yeah. her her um, her cousin had just you know her yeah. little cousin or brother had just gotten murdered. You know, yeah. and. Um, uh, a few months prior to uh, shooting that movie, so the mm -hmm. violence was real, the message was real, and the uh, the attempt to come up with something that is is so important to you that mm -hmm. you know that you know we we think that that can help you to understand that the violence has to stop was what the what the movie was about, and that is something that I, I believe to this day should happen. We got to find 
something that you know jars you know our the reality of of just how destructive we're being to each other you mm-hmm. know and i think that's what the film tried to do what you what you think about the shy about the shy i think the shy is uh it's not a show that i watch but i uh, once again it's some kind of uh, you know i kind of feel like og over here that you know I have such a love for Chicago. I'm born and raised, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In, uh, Southside, Inglewood, Wood, uh, Woodlawn, and Gresham area. So I've been, playing, I've been playing with house money for a long time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, wasn't, I was never supposed to get out of my neighborhood. I certainly wasn't supposed to end up being successful and traveling the world and been to South Africa three times, been to Australia, performed for kings and queens. That shit wasn't supposed wow. to happen for, for where I came from. So Chicago. Chicago, Let us know. <laughs> Chicago for a lot of us, we we you know the successful nigga. You successful when you got out of there, when you survived. Yeah. You know Chicago. So there's that's why the uh, the camaraderie is is such it is in in the comedic community in Chicago too. We so close because we like nigga, you got out. You yeah. know, and that right. is just not an easy or or normal thing to do. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. dope. Yeah, I try. I like to shy, but I don't know what the Chicago's really like to even. No, if it's if it's if it's a good show or a bad show. So I like the fact of that, and, and and no do I, but I like the fact that it's spotlighting. You know, Chicago yeah. is 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 uh is shot in Chicago and it's it's portraying Chicago yeah. in better lights than what you always see on the news. Exactly. You know, motherfuckers need to quit fucking with Chicago. Truth be told, because it's you know it's a, it's a lot of other cities. Every city you know in this country have had problems and issues, and in this day and age, you know we have to address them however we can. You know? Yeah. So I, I'd still hold my city down, period. You should have brought an Italian beef with you, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> dip my shit, too. Next time you come through, oh, no. I need dip. a pizza puff and all kind of oh, shit. No. This is how, how you look when you don't know what they're talking about. It's, I, I put my order it's a, in a it's little bit. It's some Harold's fries. <laughs> I want some Harris. fries. Oh, you know what? You know what? Good. Uh, hey. Man, I thought it was small when my family used to say I would go back and um, since I haven't lived there in years and years. Mm. I'm still on Harold. They talking about, no, it's Uncle Remus. It's Uncle Remus now. And I see a lot of people saying that now on social media. Like about the rap stars. Yeah, I think Gilly the Kid was like, I came. I was looking for some Harold. My boy said, I'm going to Uncle Remus. It's way better. Man. And he said it was trash. But I need, I need to hear from the bro, Chicago OG. Bro, let me tell you something. No disrespect to any other chicken uh, <laughs> chicken facilitator. Uh, no, no disrespect to any uh, uh, chicken chicken herders, you know. Because uh, I ain't trying to step on, step on nobody's eggs, you know what I'm saying? Funny tender, funny But the truth be, don't nobody fuck with Harold's hands yeah, yeah. down with that mild sauce. Yeah, with that mild, oh man. There we go. Did it, is it? A, I went to Atlanta. Is Harold's in Atlanta, right? Yeah, it's. it's, yeah. it's I think it is one in Atlanta. I went They've there. been around a, uh, a couple of different cities now, yeah. but you know. But the original is what's up. Yeah, nigga. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go down there to Chicago. <laughs> no, no. What the fuck? You didn't believe me? No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying they not all the same. What is your problem, man? What's your problem with me, man? Why would I lie to you about some fucking chicken, man? I'm saying. The man asked me a, a valid ass question. Was it? Was it Harold's or Remus? Here your ass go. Really? Is it, nigga? Nigga, I, I almost had Harold's. You ain't even had the shit. I, I almost went to Harold's. What type of nigga almost go to a chicken place, nigga? What happened? 
How you, why you even speaking on some shit that you ain't even had, man? I, I went to Harold's in but, Atlanta. I was saying all day. Nigga, that, what, what does that got to do with anything, man? We talking about Harold's in Chicago. That's what I was niggas. asking. That's what I was asking. Is Harold's in Chicago the same as the Harold's in Atlanta? Or is it the original, the best? What the fuck you think, man? Do you think? You know what I got the same owner. They might have said the owner must have left, went to Atlanta. I don't know. Why don't you go to Chicago? I'm going to have to go to Chicago. But I, I'm and compare with the, with the chicken that you had in Atlanta. You don't make me do all the homework, huh? And what, about whatever you do, I can't do the show no more. I'm go, out. Go to Hells on 87th. On 87th. Okay, all right, I'm going to tell you which Hells to go to. Go to okay. one on 87th Street. <laughs> and wear that motherfucking sweater. See, don't they fuck your ass up. That's why you ain't going to get to the chicken, nigga. Wear that sweater. That's what I want you to do. They going to find that sweater hanging from the post, nigga. They, <laughs> I can't That's even wear my sweater go. down to Chicago. Oh, please wear that fucking sweater. I'm gonna wear Chicago. that sweater and I I'm gonna you tag too. you in my Instagram Don't post. And I'm gonna go to 87th and Herald. Post that motherfucker when you get back. Go That's what 80, you do. Post that when you get back. 87th and Herald. We're going out of 87th. And I'm gonna be up there and be like, George, sit me here. Nigga, that gonna be the dirtiest motherfucker. That leopard gonna be a black leopard when you get done. Cortez gonna go back. And with a black eye, I'll be like, keep that pork steak. Don't okay. 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 be up in there, man. But the Harold's was good, though, wasn't it? <laughs> but did you get the fries? Oh, my God. All right, before we get in our top five, I got a question. A lot of people may know. I actually found out the answer. <laughs> I don't want to be one of them people be interviewing motherfuckers. You already know the answer because all right, this is a new game for me, but all right. Okay. All right. The stress reliever. That's your handle. That's what Dude, everybody I knows you is. my question, mm -hmm. too. Where does that come from? And yeah. All right. I was doing a show in Chicago at the first All Jokes Aside. We used to have a, a building, but we didn't have a, li a liquor license. So we had a building across the street from the, the, the place that we ended up making famous. Yeah. Had big ass tables, hot chips, and flavored water because we didn't have uh, we didn't have a license. <laughs> <laughs> flavored so, water, and but the place was packed, and it was one of the early shows. I think Jamie Foxx was the headliner, and it was some feature act that was on stage. So it's packed. I go up. To, I'm I'm hosting. I'm killing. I kill the crowd. I went back and I went to um in the bathroom, um get myself together, look over my notes. Mm -hmm. I came back. Uh, I came back up. Killed him some more, came down, the feature act, I brought the feature act up. The feature act went up and he told whatever jokes. I was in the bathroom, so I didn't hear what he what he said. Yeah. I came back on stage, uh, brought Jamie Foxx up, came came back off the stage and went to the bathroom again. I'm I'm hype, it's crazy. <laughs> this guy is in the bathroom just bawling his eyes out, just crying, you know, out of control. And mm -hmm. so I didn't know. I was just, I just, you know, I just grabbed the girl. I said, Hey man, I don't know what's going on, man, or what's wrong. But you know everything's gonna be all right. You know he said, "Man, you need to." He said, "You need to tell these motherfuckers, you know, you know, uh, about the jokes they tell. You know, the, the, you know, some some shit ain't funny." And I was like, "Hey, man, I don't know what you know." So the the feature act of what had happened was uh, a few weeks later. This is a time with Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, mm -hmm. um, the mass murder. They was finding all of the bodies, mm -hmm. um, and so this guy. His brother was the the first uh, victim identified. Wow! And his and and his and him and his brother was very close, mm -hmm. and so he hadn't been in the house. He wouldn't get up, and his family drug his ass out of the house and said, "You got to get out of this Dang. house. You mm -hmm. can't keep you know staying. It's gonna be all right. We're gonna take it to the comedy club." 
I, the con club, he came. I had him laughing and shit. The guy came on behind me, told mm -hmm. a Jeffrey Dahmer joke. Mm -hmm. What I found oh, out later. Wow. He told a Jeffrey Dahmer joke, and it didn't obviously didn't go well. So they made the guy, you know, go spin back into thinking about his brother. Mm -hmm. So then I told him, "Look, man, don't worry, man." I said the words, but I said he's, and then his family, his brothers, another uh, family member came in and said, "Man, you are such a stress reliever, man. You relieved our stress tonight. You helped our brother, man." And and from from that, the the name stuck. Mm -hmm. But it didn't come out of comedy or all that. It really came out of a really kind of tragic situation. But that's yeah. from that day on, I understood for one thing: I never know who's in my audience, mm -hmm. and I never know why they're there. Yeah. So everybody's not coming in the audience because I feel good and I want to laugh. And me and my woman having a great ass time. Yeah. And it's all good. Go see my favorite comedian. Sometimes people are in there not because they want to laugh, because they need to laugh. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I and I never forgot that after that day. And I always took approach to mm -hmm. what I say. And I'm a I'm a loose gun with my mouth and how I do comedy. But in in my mind, I'm always conscious of what I'm saying mm -hmm. because I never know who's in that audience and what I may say, how it might affect them. Wow. Oh wow! But that's how I got the name. That's I wasn't expecting nothing that deep. God damn! That, that was a joke, huh? Now I was waiting. I was. How much time we come back from commercial? We need a commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get myself I, together. And our first commercial after that shit. Like. <laughs> Brought everybody down. Everybody. <laughs> no, that is good though. Like we talk about a lot of shit. Up. Like that shit, yeah. Like that meant everything I, to them. So yeah, I live by that because yeah. you know it could it could be therapeutic for the person on stage and the people that's in the crowd. Well, you're very right about that. It's therapy for me. It's been like, um, man, the pandemic has like been a, a a jail sentence for me and a lot of comedians too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because this is uh, not just that because it's like what you just said. It's it's my therapy, you know, right. uh, and and making you know making people laugh and thank you making people laugh and knowing that you know you know some stresses out of their life for a, a couple of hours man yeah that does something to you on mm -hmm. the inside you know it, it knowing that that little bit you know might and mm -hmm. it does something for you and it helps right. your shit get stronger mm -hmm. so you know it's like a good sweater you put no <laughs> no no god damn it no <laughs> I was waiting. Hey, somebody got to take a picture of the sweater after this show. Well, that's what it's going to be by famous itself. for the <laughs> The sweater going to have his own Twitter page. Sell them on eBay. Yo, I'm going to show up in this town. Hey, George. <laughs> it's me, nigga. You're going to recognize your ass anywhere. People like, come on, not today, bro. Look I'm at not this motherfucker. <laughs> you know how niggas be famous? Not today, bro. That was a joke. Why the fuck you get the sweater on? Not today, bro. I don't even fucking know who you are. Not today, man. What the fuck? What the, who? What sweater did this come from? Nigga, no they, shit about me. No. They ain't gonna know you next week without a sweater, nigga. <laughs> oh my god! This nigga showing up without this sweater. Yo, what we got? The top five? Okay. We ready? Yeah, let's get. The top I was just about to say, dude, we gotta keep going. I'm like, I wanna yeah. have some fun. I wanna I, hear listen, it. Listen, I was gonna go ahead and just let this ride. <laughs> okay, so we ask everyone who comes mm -hmm. for their top five movies, funny movies, and oh, funny movies. Yeah, funny movies. Oh shit. But this is your personal top five. Your you personal, gotta, what no, 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 I got no. you. Okay. And top five comedians, but we'll do movies. Whichever of one you want to do. Of all time. Yeah. The Chicago OG, I want to hear it. Man, this is going to be exciting. Right. This shit going to be good. Top five comedic movies. Mm -hmm. um, 
Damn, that's 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 so, tough. It's on the spot. It's on the spot. Do you want to see? You want to hear about the other ones that we that we uh, did? We did Gary Owens, Michael Blackson. Nope, because no, no, it might influence. It might influence. But thank you. But no, okay. no, no, okay. thank you for trying. To, <laughs> yeah, to, try to, to judge your memory, jog no, your memory. Yeah, yeah. I would say top funny five funny movies. Uh, Harlem Nights. Harlem Nights. Good one. Uh, Good one. <laughs> Harlem Nights was uh, one. Um, funny movies. <laughs> Probably well, should have sent it over to <laughs> you. Due to, due to COVID, we've been in the house for a long time. So something that you, you believe watch. it or not, I'm not a, a I'm not a big comedy movie fan. Although I do oh. it, you know, I watch it, but I I, I like, would have uh, never guessed it. Okay, yeah, well, just like, just do movies then. Silence of the Lambs. Oh, you a dark <laughs> motherfucker. Uh-oh, see, there it is. a dark motherfucker. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Unsolved Mysteries. This nigga, this nigga. Light of the Living Walking Dead. Remember, I like. Nothing wrong with that. I've been waiting, Claire. Sleepy Hollow Returns. <laughs> you see his laugh? <laughs> his laugh. <laughs> 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 I sound like Vincent Price in this motherfucker. Okay. Having a good uh, ass time. Let me see. What's the more funny movie? Uh, you know, and I watch a lot of funny. You know, I'm not. I don't know if I'm really good at at at, at this kind of stuff. Uh, what were some of the, the other people said? I, I'll tell you if I agree with them. Okay, so well, tell me whose list you want. Do you want um, Michael Blackson's Gary Owens? That motherfucker. Michael don't know no motherfucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> do you want? Do you want to hear? Yeah, I want to hear Mike. Okay, so his was coming to America. Beverly Hills. Why? Why, Michael? Why, <laughs> Michael? Why coming to America? Why, Michael? Because all them black motherfuckers that talk to you, <laughs> you motherfuckers. Why? Why the first movie, Michael? That's hilarious. Actually, that would have been a movie of mine. Good pick, Mike. Uh, right. He had Beverly Hills Cop. Every motherfucker in that movie looked like you, Mike. Every right. motherfucker. <laughs> he had oh Friday, God. next Friday, Shallow House. Those are those are great picks. Who yeah. my man said? What okay? What about this? Name one white movie, all white movie. We all got one. Mm-hmm. One funny all white movie that you like. Like he had Shallow How. Um, um, it, that would be um, the jerk. The jerk. I've never heard of that before. Hold on, hold on. I can't think of Steve this- Martin. Steve Martin. Okay. Look at you. This is a Chicago okay. thing. This is really it's a Chicago a thing. thing, man. You no. know what I mean. <laughs> I never uh, even heard you say that, Ron. Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> silence of the Lambs. <laughs> I'm a <laughs> And what is what? Is, what did the other guy pick? Uh, let me see. Fridays. That was cool. That was funny. I was supposed yeah. to be in that movie, so I. I uh, oh, we gotta hear the story Uh-oh. now. Dun, 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 dun. We gotta hear the story. Breaking news. Breaking, Breaking news. news. I was supposed to do the, um, the role. It was. I came close. It was between me and and the guy who got the part, and I was supposed to play Pinky. Oh! oh! And, and my man, my man, who was a, a a wonderful, incredible actor and human being, ended up doing getting the part and and uh, clipped wow. him, clipped him, clipped him, pow, clipped ended, him up, pow. ended up getting the part. But I, you know, he, he got it, and and so I looked at the movie differently. Damn. Fuck that movie, <laughs> <laughs> dude. We can see you as Pinky. Don't hey, you got to come no. as the ring. Like, what was the line when you was at the ring? Oh, that was so many, many right. years ago, <laughs> nigga. What you mean? I look like Pinky. What are you? You mean? dark. You dark. If you had a curl, nigga, you put <laughs> No, you tried to slip that shit. In. <laughs> you tried to slip that shit in, sweater man. You gonna sit up and fucking say that bullshit, man? Fuck, hey, man. man. 
<laughs> hey man, Cortez, just be quiet. No, the rest yeah, of the no. episode. I told you to be this nigga trying to be sneaky, man. <laughs> yeah, put your gut in. Yeah. God damn, man. Ain't nobody gonna want to come back. Man, I'm gonna tell them niggas yes, about this. This will. man said he know everybody in the comedy community. He gonna shut all this shit down with one fucking car no, because gonna, of your ass. No, they're because gonna, of my sweater. Because of my sweater, Ron. Damn. No. That was a good luck sweater. <laughs> now look, you got this fucking podcast shut down. God damn. Motherfucker. He, he's gonna tell them to come back so they can just talk about Cortez. Right? I'm gonna get a brand new sweater. That shit gonna be better. That shit gonna be better than any sweater you better, ever fucking seen. New and improved. New and it's gonna be velvet, sweater. nigga. It's gonna be a velvet. Fur on the collar. <laughs> <laughs> fur oh on the man! Collar. All right, okay. I got a question. Dope man. ass right. sweater. We're not done. We're not done. Oh yeah, come on. Oh, okay, my bad. We're not done. Okay. Um, <laughs> movies. You still have two. I still got two more comedy movies. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. Or just um, movies. Or just movies. You say you don't really do comedy movies. Yeah. Somebody um, gonna roast your list? Can you imagine like the next celebrity? Like, what do he pick? What George? I, 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 I will read this. That's to them. fucked up. <laughs> I will read this. Y'all, y'all snuck me with it though, because obviously I know. Okay, so we'll leave it. We'll skip it, and we'll, we'll come, come back, back later. Yeah. Can I but come back and change? But think about the comedians too. We want your top five comedians this of should, all time. I mean, we know Bernie gonna be right, on there. Yeah, Bernie is on there. Yeah. Um. Top five comedians: Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. Uh oh. Okay. He said this one's not hard. He said I'm not fucking around right now. <laughs> Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac. Um, okay. Who else? Uh, Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Dope. That's. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> no? He did mention him earlier, so I was kind of thinking it. Okay. Okay. Red Fox. Red Fox. Oh. Juicy ass list. <laughs> All right. <laughs> damn. <laughs> damn. Damn, just damn listen. Like it's the list is a space. This is a list right this here, boy. Good. This is really good. He ain't finished. The, the, <laughs> he probably he probably debating between two people. Now the movies. Gotta, yeah, the movies are hard. Yeah, we know. Bad it's okay. Um, right. And I gotta I gotta do this. I, I gotta say this. Definitely. Oh shit. Believe it or not, it's old as fuck. But oh. you gotta give him homage to Mom's Maisie. Oh, oh wow! Oh wow! All jokes aside, you are gonna have to school me a little bit too. I'm starting to hear the name. I was just watching Dolomite, and he said, "You remember the scene where Eddie Murphy was like discouraged? His boss wouldn't let him go up there and do none of his act." Right. He was like, "Man, I got some shit to offer. You acting like a mom? You know right, what I mean?" Right. Right. So I'm like, big. Com- Big comedians say that we should probably find out who they are. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm guilty of not knowing. Why, why her? Just because of the uh, historic uh, triumph and um, groundbreaking um, and bravery that she had. Not to mention she was phenomenally funny. But when you think about the times in when she was doing the material that she was doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm a comic that um, I'm very... Uh, willing to take risk in what and expressing my comedy mm-hmm. and so i always attract to comics you know who are, are not afraid to speak their mind dave chappelle's and mom mazley's and mm-hmm. bernie max and uh, some people who are just uh unapologetic in and how they approach their comedy is 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 how i learned how i honed my craft and how i learned some of the history of it yeah and 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 i have a huge huge uh, amount of respect for, for those that came before me mm-hmm. and, and paved the way. You know, I've been taking care of my family, you know, for a very long time. And, you know, mm-hmm. the one that I don't have no more, you know, the ex-wife and, and people that uh, 
that I care about, I've been able to do that through comedy and through being able to, you know, to make people laugh. And yeah. some people like Moms Mabley and the, some of the people that I just named on that list, mm-hmm. not only was just phenomenally funny, but I wouldn't be here doing what I'm doing um, without them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Amen, Amen good brother. Good list. That was dope, man. All right, two more movies. All right, comedic movies. All right, I'm going to give you another funny, funny Listen, movie. I'll give you- um, Give me some hints. Let's see. They had one had life on there. JJ had life mm-hmm. 48 hours. 48 hours was fucking phenomenal. Hilarious. Uh, the Hangover. Hilarious. See, real comedians uh, know how to range. answer this question. Yeah. <laughs> right. That was mine too. Who said that? The white boy. The JJ, white boy. JJ. JJ. That's JJ my Williams. little brother. Yes. And yes. His last was. Okay. His last was. I'm about it. Oh my I'm about god. It. <laughs> I'm about hey, it. That was JJ's no, answer. We need to do. We I'm need about to about make it. a. Uh, I'm about it. That's what you said. I don't know why he chose it, but it, it sounded fun at the time. <laughs> Everybody says I'm about it. I'm about it. Yeah, because yeah, everybody is like, <laughs> ain't nobody say that shit. Let me see it. Hand me your computer. Which, no, he didn't. Who was in that? <laughs> and that was number four. That was Master P's joy. You remember that? <laughs> I don't know who was in it. I know Master P made that mom. Oh, yes, I remember. <laughs> oh, I'm about it. Yeah, yeah, about it, about I'm it. About it, about it. I understand. <laughs> about it, about it. Oh, you mean about it, about it. Why did you just say that? Like, yeah, that was one about? of my favorite movies. I watched that over and over again. I just, when I'm down, I'll be like, oh, shit, I'm about it. It's like I'm going to put that on. <laughs> Pulled me right out of my depression. I, said, oh. Oh, I hope everyone makes jokes about it one another, just based off this podcast. When so they I always motherfuckers going to say the movie they was in. And uh, uh, I'm about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Y'all saw it. Ain't nobody ever ate no popcorn watching that battle. That shit just happened to be on. Nigga, you premature graying, nigga. Nigga, how did it get gray already? This is, nigga, 22 years old and gray. 22 kind of, years old. What kind of life you living? <laughs> I was your stressful life. It was fucking you stressful stressed life. stressed as fuck. Yeah, yeah, got stressful life. I got, I, I'm older, so I mean, I, we, you know, I'm older, so I got, you got to look at niggas, young niggas looking old as fuck. How old are you? 32. 33. 33. Yeah. Damn. 33. <laughs> look at that. I shit. miss my damn oh, I'm 30s. Old, I miss him. I'm, I'm old. Oh, look at it. Look at it. Every bit. But I'll tell you something. 33 years old, I'm not trying to pump you up or nothing. For 33, though, but you you look much older than that. You <laughs> <laughs> look way older, older than, than 33. That, How your hair rec- the hairline receding at 33? God damn. And you got the nerve to hit it with that little sponge? You be leave your hair on, nigga. <laughs> don't, don't be curling it up. You better pull that shit forward, nigga. Don't be pulling it back, nigga, whatever you do. Yo, next time. I told you I didn't want to see fucking here. I said that at the last I show. Don't, I, hey. don't, I don't think it was the seating. And, it was the sweater. You yeah, could, it was my a, sweater over you there. You know what? You know what? You could have sat over here. Because I liked you the best when I came in. I was like, <laughs> me and this nigga going to hit it off well. So she got a point. You got a point. I didn't start disliking until I look real good at that motherfucking sweater. <laughs> it was, it was and and you had other shit you could have picked. That's what we upset about, nigga. What no, made you? What that made, is kind of What upsetting. made you stop at that motherfucker sweater? What made you go in the closet and go through the shit and get to that sweater and be like, oh, nigga. <laughs> oh, where you been? <laughs> nigga, where you been? I've been looking for you. What made you stop at that particular motherfucker You should have went past. You know George Wilborn was hey, here. And he said, oh, nigga, this is the one, this is the one right here. <laughs> this the one that's going to do it, <laughs> baby. That was, a, that was a fashion statement. Shaking oh, that motherfucker. Oh, the, it's on, man. Yeah, this is it right here, nigga. This is what I'm gonna do today. 
This is the absurdity right here, bro. <laughs> this is the what urban the what the fuck? and absurdity. <laughs> the if fuck? you want to know what this podcast is about, it's about urban and absurdity, <laughs> nigga. Say it with me, nigga. Absurdity. I, mean, I feel like this is a setup. I feel like I got set up today. You did get set up. What the fuck? I can't set it. yourself up. Rumor had it, the nigga got pants to match. Rumor. <laughs> Rumor had it the nigga got pants to max. <laughs> he bet not have wore them pants in here, nigga. I wish he would. I wish you'd have wore them slacks, nigga. I wish it's, I wish you'd have squeezed them motherfuckers on and let me see this combo together, nigga. God damn. Yeah, who so dressed you a giraffe? Who, who did this to your life, nigga? <laughs> I can't do hey, this. I can't do this. Whatever you do, break up with that bitch. Why would she let you leave the house looking like this? This is ridiculous. Sure. Sure. I really can't do this, bro. This ain't... Look, man, we trying to interview you, nigga. Don't be trying to kill us. <laughs> you trying to kill us. Yo, this is karma like a motherfucker. We just talked about Robert. I just talked about Lil Bow Wow Romeo. Yeah, now look at your ass. You your time blasted. coming. Your time coming, B. Your time is coming. She know how to tease. She know how to stand. You don't be standing in your lane, bro. I be telling you. Here's my thing. Exactly. Listen, the lane is here, and you be like this. Yeah, I, I was bro. sitting here not doing nothing. I just wore a sweater. But your sweater was doing it. <laughs> you wasn't doing shit with what this motherfucker was doing. What was he doing? Why don't you take accountability for that motherfucker over there? Yo, I wore this shirt. I put this on air. That's my traveling shirt. My traveling sweater. <laughs> it's cold outside. You both are responsible. You and that. That shit over there, nigga, did this, man. I'm so sorry. I didn't y'all. just come in here and say I'm about to fuck with this man's sweater. That ain't what I did. That, see, yeah, see, I don't see think like somebody caught me on the way nigga up. They didn't text me, say, watch this nigga's sweater. <laughs> they didn't text exactly. me, nigga. Exactly. They didn't set you up. No you, one knew. You no chose knew. that. You did that, nigga. You no did that. Man. And was proud at first. She was proud. No I was. saw you walk in, chess all night. <laughs> Walk in and watch them niggas when they see this sweater. Yes, nigga, we look. I, thought, I, I thought can't sweater, take it no more, bro. I thought the sweater was going to be one of those things like, this nigga really wore a sweater, like this sweater, and then boom, I pulled out this, this shirt, right? But obviously, it didn't happen like How that. How did that work this out? Shirt, this, <laughs> shirt ain't, this shirt ain't better than the sweater? Nigga, that shirt should have been what you pulled over the sweater. So now, people like, <laughs> fuck the, the shirt because of the sweater. Right. What you need to do is put them faces. Mm-hmm. On that sweater, nigga, you gonna have a brand new uh, t-shirt. Oh, that'd been dope. See, that's what I'm talking about. No, please don't. Thank you. Thank please you. Don't do it. Thank you. Please do not. Don't add the other two. <laughs> leave, leave us out of this shit. All right, now I got a question, man. I got a question. Let's get off Cortez for a minute. Sure. When did sure. the transition happen from stand-up comedy to like just being this fucking radio person to like we hear you on every. Yeah. Like all the big shows, how did that happen? I was doing stand up at All Jokes Aside, uh, and I did a show for uh, uh, Diane Reeves. I did a comedy show outside of that for Diane Reeves. And the, uh, the uh, sales department, this guy who was the sales manager at B103 in Chicago, was uh, was at that show, and he had something to do with the show. I'm a GCI man, but uh, GCI is just you know saying I fuck with 103. I mean, yeah, B103. Yeah, that's the younger <laughs> station, the, the uh, GCI. But I was yeah. working for the. I mean, these, these people from the uh, smooth, you know, R and B and and station was was hitting me up and said, hey, you know, you did a great job, and um, and um, we like to check you out. I said, okay, they check me out, and they so they came down to the comedy show. They came, mm-hmm. Some of the radio people came down to the comedy show and saw me. Um, they brought the whole sales team actually, and then the following the following night, uh, the sales manager came by herself, 
Mm-hmm. And um, and he was like, hey, man, you know, would you like to join uh, this radio show in the mornings? Uh, Bonnie Deshaun and... and um, and uh, I was I used to hear that name all the damn time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bonnie, she's a, a, a living legend, and mm-hmm. John and John Mon, so is he. So they, I wasn't doing anything at five o'clock in the morning, but thinking about coming in. So I said, sure, mm-hmm. you know, I'll do it. And I met with the radio, uh, uh, the GM, and I, he was like, hey man, we we think you're funny and blah blah blah. I want you to come and make the music, do the morning show. I said, look, long as you all understand that, you know, my comedy and television and film aspirations. That's always first. That's mm-hmm. gonna come in, and as long as you have a, no problem with that, I don't have no problem doing radio. Yeah. And so they hired me. I um, I excelled at it. I was just being myself, which I do to this day. You know. So mm-hmm. I've never had a persona. I never had to come up with this character or stick. I don't do a lot of voices and you know and prank phone calls and shit. You know, I, <laughs> what you see is what the fuck you get, and, and what you I hear, like that approach. You know. And so that's worked for me, and I I haven't had to keep up a persona or anything. And, mm-hmm. and so I was just up, ended up being very successful. I've done radio with, you know, been number one in Chicago that went on to do uh, uh, the Michael Bays and show me and Michael Bays and had nationally syndicated show, you mm-hmm. know, all over the Dope. country and was yeah. ended up, uh, that's why I ended up getting socially active and uh, getting involved with a lot of the social issues and, mm-hmm. and marches and befriended uh, people like Al Sharpton and, and and um, and march for you know you know equality uh, equality and and, yeah. and 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 justice for our communities and and that kind of stuff just stemmed mm-hmm. from from stand up. But mm-hmm. I never intended to do radio. I never really. I've never sent out no videotapes or audio tapes of saying, "Can I come be in your studio?" It just was mm-hmm. a, a a good fit for me. And my personality works with a lot of the egos of radio. You know, people. A lot of times, there's a lot of ego involved with that. Mm-hmm. I really don't have time for that. I just was about the craft. I'm about coming in and doing the work and having the fun, and that kind of kind of made my career easy and made me easy to work with. So mm-hmm. a lot of people wanted to, to work with me because I'm good and I'm easy to work with. Okay, well we need some advice. Since we trying to get in that lane, what should we be doing right now? What I think, well, in this in in this day and age, you're doing exactly what you you should be doing. I mean, podcasting and this shit, man, is totally taking over the the. Uh, the uh, the landscape of how radio is done. It's not just radio anymore. I mean, you guys are on the, you're sitting right on 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 the curb of what's happening right now and today. Mm-hmm. Everybody got a podcast, obviously, but everybody doesn't have a good one. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't like. You know, they have your own music choices. So you got that shit on your on speed dial and your on your phone and your devices and in your car. You know, yeah. so they don't. <laughs> people don't rely on radio to provide that music because music is so scattered around. They, you know, they they go to you know podcasts to hear information, hear fun stuff, and don't have to be watered down. So I think you yeah. guys keeping 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 everybody intact, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> keeping everybody intact. I think what y'all, what y'all doing is 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 the the right approach, and I think so. We should get rid of Cortez first. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Now, if that's been on the table, that's been on the table. That ain't had shit to do with me. I didn't bring that Cortez. <laughs> I think they. I think they should keep you. Your, your fashion sense ain't got nothing to do with you. What you do on this mic, exactly. You know, you know what he is, right? Yeah. So, but I think y'all doing a, a good job. But I also think if you have, if you aspire to do radio, then you, you know, you pursue that as well. You know, you yeah. got contacts. You know, you got people now that you all have had uh, personal relationships with. You know, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to, to <clears throat> utilize that. Just understand when you utilize it, don't you know, don't fuck it up and 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 go for it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I yeah. thought about that this morning. I was like, man, you know what? I've been in contact. We've been in contact with some big people, but I ain't gonna call none of them. I'm gonna wait yeah. until we get our weight up. Hey man, I got. A, I feel I got better a gang with that. Of numbers that I ain't. I've never. I've not got everybody number. I ain't never called them, asked them niggas for nothing. You know. Yeah, I that's the best way. You know, I I have so much love and respect when it's somebody else's turn. Rodney Winfield should tell me, man, you get your turn. Everybody get a turn. Yeah. This whole thing is about longevity. If you hone your craft and you really, really serious and you stay in the game, you're going to get your turn. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I believe that. You know, you ain't got to step on nobody. 95, 97% of the comedians, and you know, white or black, I have a fantastic, great relationship with brotherly, sisterly relationships. Yeah. I'm proud of everything that, you know, Lil Rail is getting and, and D-Ray and, and Corey Holcomb and and uh, Dion Cole and uh, Damon Williams, that's my cousin. I do, I do have a a, a, a great deal of, of res- respect and, and admiration just for for where I am and and where I'm trying trying to continue to go. You know, yeah. And uh, Chicago had a huge part of that and all of that. Now you know what we want to do on this show too. What you want to do? At first, it wasn't even our goal because like people will soon find out we got a dope chemistry with just us three. Mm-hmm. You but do. we never realized that when we were like interviewing people, like you think, like hey, you bring the big names on there, they get some eyes on you. But then when you start hearing these fucking stories mm-hmm. and start realizing, that, hey man, you building something like within the comedy community, that'd be a dope place to be because that's all we do on the show is laugh and we respect the hell out of y'all. And just to hear these stories, and it's kind of leading to my question, like. This is how I'm looking at the comedy game now. You got these, uh, you got big names, you got some names that are kind of like you may not know. But no matter who we talk to, everybody in the comedy game respects each other, no matter how big or how small they are. And I got that first from J.J. Williamson. You know what I mean? One of the best people in the entire world. I love that man. I love that man's comedy, but I I just love him more as a human being. Phenomenal, phenomenal guy. It kind of just makes you start to think like you and J.J., like, Dope ass people, funny as fuck. It's like, why do these people got a hundred million dollars? Like, why is it only certain people that like go here and go there? Like, I want to know. Hey, you know, I, I I don't know, and I don't well, know. I didn't say I... you don't have a hundred million. No, 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 <laughs> that ain't no. what I'm saying. No, I, oh, I, nigga, gonna, I don't. Nigga, I, I don't. Say, I if you do, let's do. <laughs> I don't. Just let us know. <laughs> but but the, the to answer your question, man, I don't I don't know, and it does seem that way sometimes because as you go through it, you know, like JJ JJ to me, he's just phenomenal to me. He's but he didn't just get phenomenal. This nigga been phenomenal for decades now, you yeah. know, and it's cats like that, you know, myself in, in, included. I, I, I like to think that having gotten the name recognition or we're anywhere near being household names, but the craft and what we do and what type of people we are, you know, that's, uh, that's more important than, than, than anything. Mm-hmm. And, and if you really believe then you know, your shot's going to come, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And and it does seem like assholes and people who are really jerks. It seems like you know their rise happens faster and quicker. Yeah. And perhaps it does. We live in a really tripped out society, you know. But but for me, I'm not willing to sacrifice. You know who I am as my character. I've got a wonderful family, man. My son is 22 years old and and uh, um, a senior at UC Riverside. You know, on, congrats, been, man. On, congrats. Been on the honor roll since the fifth grade. Full ride scholarship, student athlete. Has mm-hmm. very, very good potential going to the NBA. Also, I have a five-year-old son, you know, from my new relationship. My new my, my, my new relationship is 
um, is just as important as the one that was before me. So my five-year-old yeah. son needs me to be as focused and needs me to be as kind, needs me to be as grounded as my 22-year-old needed me to be. You exactly. Know? And and with that, you know, you're going to have to have some character. You know, you're going to mm-hmm. have to not be willing to shit on people in order to for, for your your shine to rise, you know, and for, for mm-hmm. your star to shine. So I, I think people like the ones you're mentioning, man, you know, we're just willing to, to – to, do whatever it takes until our time comes, mm-hmm. you know, but if it means I got to be an asshole and treat people like shit in order to become successful and, and to get a, a, a bigger a name and a bigger check, I'm just not willing to do that. Yeah. That's dope though. That's dope. Yeah. A lot of people will sell anything they got to get there. You yeah, know what I mean? Of course. Of Instead course. Of so there's like, a price to pay after that. I'm not, and I'm not willing to pay whatever that price is. Cause yeah. I, Cause I believe in my Lord and Savior, and without God, I don't have anything. I give all the credit to anything I have and everything I have, yes, sir. including the breath that I'm using right now to the Almighty. So Amen. you know, there's Amen. something I got. It's somebody I got to answer to beyond all of y'all, no matter who it is. Mm-hmm. My mama, God rest her soul, and to my woman and my children and people who you know help me feed my family. Mm-hmm. I got to answer to somebody other than all of y'all. Exactly and that. I don't want to mess that up. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure I can answer with some some good answers. Mm-hmm. Now, well, it seems like you've definitely made a great name for yourself in the radio field because, like, from Doug Banks to Michael Bazin to the Rick and Sasha show, these ain't little shows. No, not at You're all. You're on a little-ass podcast right now, but no, you be doing no. big shit. So, like, it got to be something. Like, the relationships you build, like, you must really – like hold Joey into the barking up, you know what I mean. Like I you must to. be a dependable brother to I keep am. working. I am. I am a. I am a, a dependable person, you know. And uh, shit, I'm not flawless. I tell people all the time, you gotta accept me flaws and all. Yeah. But younger in my career, I made mistakes that I learned from, you know. And I was willing to hold myself accountable for the things that I did and choices I made. It's like no one made him wear that sweater. It's it's his choice. <laughs> I have to be. I have to be willing to accept. <laughs> I have to be willing to accept what I did. <laughs> And I was willing to do that. So don't, don't think it really left. Think it really left. You better not put that fucking sweater back on. <laughs> so, so for me, I was really willing to, to make the choices that I made and be acceptable. <laughs> oh my shit! If you can't, accept, hey man, sit your ass back down. We record the show. If you can't accept what you what you choose, then that's on you. You know what I mean? So I've always tried to align myself with the things I I have chosen. Man, get some light skin ass. <laughs> What happened right, to the Michael Basin show? Because that was hilarious. Can we talk about the, if you not, mean the TV show? No, we can talk about it. the TV show or the uh, you mean Basin at the Dark or the radio Just show? Just the ra- the radio. I heard it one day and then the next Sound day. Sound like Basin at the Dark gonna have a juicy ass, <laughs> right? <laughs> but no, well, I'm used to I'm I listen me, to the radio. So now nah, go ahead. It's your let, question. My let, bad. Let, let me say this. Um, radio people. Um, and people with their own shows, and I, you're right. I work with Doug Banks. I've worked with. Uh, um, I'm now going to start working with Frank Ski and uh, Nina Brown. I'm going to do some features with them, who mm-hmm. they're, they're huge and wonderful radio personalities. And Michael Bazin was one of the most incredible radio personalities I've I've I've, I've worked with in how we did radio. But I think personality wise, there were some some differences, and there were some. Um, um, things that he choices he made that you know when, you, when when your name is in the show then the choices you make you know you live with and anybody that's up under that you know you either you know reap the benefits or you suffer the consequences how that person goes yeah you know what I mean that's the downside to being you know 
a co-host, if you will. I don't mm -hmm. like the word sidekick because it's it's not it's not even applicable for people who are bringing you know bringing some some value to a show. Yeah. So I, I think that whatever choices he had personally for his radio career, they you know they didn't mesh with other uh, people in the business, yeah. and you know and and radio is what it is. They don't no one's bigger than radio, you know. When you get that, you know, when you get that big, then you, you know, you'll get paid like Howard Stern or whatever. But yeah, um, yeah, we come up with them kind of checks. Oof. Yeah, 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 you know, just a smidgen of that. Would be oh fine, my god, you know? right? But you know, so so Michael made it, made his own choices, you know, and I and I never I never really um, say any any I don't really have anything bad to say per se, except that you know that ran its course, I believe. Yeah, yeah. you know, understandable, mm -hmm. understandable. All right, I watched the uh, I watched the video on YouTube, and it shows the um, the actual moment where you joined the Rick and Sasha show, mm -hmm. like where they were introducing you, and you yeah. couldn't say shit because everybody know your motherfucking voice, right? <laughs> right. Because I just tagged the post, like um, you know what I mean, let everybody know we were doing the show, we had you on, and the first thing I saw before I moved it up, I love his voice, so you know what I mean, those are gonna be there. Mm -hmm. But I want to compare your story to Cortez's. Wow. <laughs> All right. What's the reason. Like, me and Bianca, we started this podcast, bro. We used to be at my house. We used to be at the kitchen table doing this shit, like, once a week. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Okay. Snow, rail, hate, wow. hell, sleep, everything. In the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And it was small. We were only on audio. Didn't have no video. And one of the only people that would comment on our podcast was Cortez. Oh, wow. Okay. He would be listening to the show and just comment, like, having a cool time by himself. And I would see it. <laughs> and I would be like, our listener. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, just one. Yeah, we got <laughs> At least This one. motherfucker's a fan. <laughs> so he started I love my listener. <laughs> so we had our one listener come on the show. <laughs> and then we added this motherfucker. So, all right. <laughs> now they ain't got no listeners. <laughs> now, <laughs> now we ain't got nobody listening. <laughs> no one's paying attention. You know what you got to do? <laughs> you got to fire this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm back to a goddamn listener. <laughs> Here it tells him and that sweater, get the fuck out of here and get back to listening to the show. We had no comments on that wall since this nigga joined the show. Like, that was the last comment. So what, like, in your opinion, what made you think, what do you think made you um, appetizing for them to say, okay, let's bring him to the show? What do you think that you bring to the show? Because, like, you know what I mean? Probably, it's a big show. Probably my recklessness. Probably my honesty. Mm -hmm. I'm a very honest person, you know. Y'all smell and, it? And uh, mm -hmm. never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> I thought I was tripping. I started checking my pockets. Did I bring them up? <laughs> Did somebody fire that shit up? Yeah, like, what the fuck? No, I'm just getting prepared. Like, oh my shit. god! Did you, move, the, the show. did you move your crotch or something? <laughs> <laughs> Were you hiding this shit? It, did it heat up? Do you have it? What, 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 is, what is happening? Is this shit heating up in between cleats? <laughs> you got this shit in your titties? What is going Where on? Is it coming, it, bro? <laughs> it is. It is not cooking in my Brazil. <laughs> Hey, but warm this up, Yannicka. Warm this up real quick. This shit came out of nowhere. Right. No. If I, listen, warm it up. If I put it in my shirt, it's cooked. I don't That's, know what hey, about That ain't that Reggie. I can tell you that. No. <laughs> Reginald. Ain't no, ain't no Reggie. Uh, ain't no Reginald. I, I forgot the damn question. Right. <laughs> Is it done? Are we done? It's time to smoke, isn't it? You know what? Show over. We hey, just hey, talked hey, about enough. Urban Absurdity. Y'all make sure y'all tune in. <laughs> these like, these follow, subscribe. Yes, yes. I'm the stress reliever, George Wilborn. <laughs> This is Sweater Man. We like you. We appreciate you for coming. And I'm out. Oh, shit. And that's it. Sweater Man podcast coming soon. <laughs>
please hit him up at Sweaters Are Us. Let's go. Yo, y'all make sure y'all put the shipping and handling for my sweater at the bottom because I'm shipping this motherfucker out. Nigga, them motherfuckers gonna be selling like they gonna be selling like flapjacks, nigga. They gonna. I gotta go home and explain to my parents oh about my this shit. God. Oh yeah. man! The whole time, I want time. a selfie. With that, <laughs> I want a selfie with that sweater, nigga. Not, not you. I just want a selfie with that sweater, nigga. Oh, I could not. Okay. Oh, Somebody else come on with the last question. I forgot what it was. I don't even care no more. <laughs> no, I don't fucking it. care. That's it. Why no, should I, I care about some shit like that? And we're out. The whole interview has just been dope. Two more movies. We all gotta right, wrap right, yeah. right, We gotta mark the movies. Right, right, okay, the funny movies. Do you really want Silence of the Lambs on here? I mean, I'll, I'm gonna keep as a, it. As a, as a funny Clarice. movie. Y'all ask you one of your movies. It's one I of just... my favorite movies in the world. I've okay. seen that movie like 20 times. Okay, then I'll just put it as an extra. Yes, okay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with, uh, it's not a movie, but it's one of the most impactful. Um, what kind of was a movie? It's a movie concert. Um, oh. Live on Sunset Strip. Live at Sunset Strip, which is a bunch of comedy, stand-up comedy, right? It was it was Richard Pryor's, it was Richard Pryor's concert, um, coming back after he uh, had the tragic accident of uh, setting himself on fire. Like, oh, this okay. His, this was his comeback concert. Okay. But it was uh, inspiring to me, um, beyond beyond words for for multiple reasons. So, but hilarious comedy movie and movie. Uh, right. Cotton <laughs> comes to holler. Cotton God comes, damn, that's some OG shit right there. Cotton comes to ha- Harlem. I'm so lost. Cotton comes to Harlem. <laughs> Who is Cotton? <laughs> and why the fuck is he coming to Harlem? <laughs> now I gotta watch the movie. Is that what it is? <laughs> that's, that's my. That's a, right, that's my about it. That's, that's how I'm introducing too. Like that's his. She has that googled up quick. I like her. That's why. Hey, you know what? Put it in his top five. We you know, we make fun of him later. Hey, we, we had George Wilborn here. You gonna remember? You gonna believe what he said? Oh, oh, look at this. Look at this. Is this is okay? How long is that, Wesley? That's hilarious. That kind of look like Wesley Snipes. So is. But is, that's, so is that's, this, that's is this a comedy? Or is this it is. A, okay. Yes. We have to watch it. So this I is. I don't know like Cortez in the background. <laughs> you see the light skinned nigga? I did see the light skinned nigga. I can't be every light skinned nigga, man. <laughs> Damn. So this, this has to be added to our watch list. Or mm. Oh, and I have one more question. This is just coming sure. for me. Mm-hmm. If you were not a comedian, what profession would you be? Pastor. Ooh. Oh, wow. Al Green. Damn. Huh? Reverend Al you Green. You a PK? You a preacher's kid? I am not. Oh, okay. My dad, my dad left when I was two years old. I was raised by my uh, mother and my and my grandmother. <laughs> hey man, I'm gonna say this. I gotta, I gotta throw, I gotta throw the man his flowers before we get out of here. Mm. Okay, people, where can we find George? Where can we find you at? Where, where, where are you? Uh, Instagram? Where are we at? Yeah, man. Uh, the stress reliever is my IG. You can oh, find okay, me cool. at the stress reliever or the stress reliever, depending on what school you went to. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I and um and uh, you can check out my YouTube YouTube page, uh, George Wilborn um, slash YouTube. You know, 
dope. Uh, and I'm not, you know, I do want people to follow me because you know that's the new age now, you know, with yeah. the social media. But I am, I am an old school cat, so I, I, I'm not, I'm not on there like you know some of my, you know. Young, yeah, I noticed, nigga. Cats. I hit your ass up on Instagram, like, all right. yeah, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't, been on here in three days, nigga. Yeah, yeah, I go days and days without posting whatever, but that's just who who I am as a human being, you know. Yeah. And the level of privacy I like to try to keep with you know with me and my family, but I do want you to follow me at the stress reliever, you know. Mm-hmm. And subscribe to my um my my YouTube page George Wilborn. Slash well, y'all make sure y'all follow George. I'm gonna be tagging the fuck out of him. Right, all man. of the promo, Instagram, like Facebook. I got over a million followers, man. So uh, man, see, no, yeah, no. I mean, I, I ain't playing around. You got to get some followers. I appreciate. Y'all make sure y'all share some of that love with everybody too. Follow Bianca. Follow Cortez. Please. We might even set up a page for the sweater. You we never got, know how we, we get down. We, we will we set up a page. <laughs> Just right. later we'll have an IG. We got to, <laughs> nigga. We got to. That motherfucker gonna have more followers than us in two weeks. That, nigga, I guarantee you. Shit like that, dude. Take it's off. Robert, write that shit down. We gotta going, get this ready. It's gonna hit 1K after <laughs> two Man, hours. Yeah, probably like sir, two hours. nigga. Y'all make sure y'all donate to the sweater fund. <laughs> 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 and after you go ahead and send the friend request to uh, the sweater. <laughs> Whatever we'll name it. <laughs> Remember to like, share, and subscribe. And if mm-hmm. you want more content from Urban Absurdity, just go ahead and hit the bell. Shout out to Robert too for them dope new pop ups on the show. I felt good. Yeah, I felt like yeah, I was watching somebody yeah, else's show. Yeah, yeah. Like, look at that little. Hey, I, yeah. hey, I was writing the times down. Like, Tasha, come here, come here. Here come one right now. <laughs> Robert Dope. I get about 30 seconds. Here come, here come. It's almost, there it goes. There it goes. <laughs> I was about, excited. He deleted about 30 minutes of the show, though. I don't, I don't want to talk about that. That's Did a whole it? 30 minutes of Robert. They you? deleted. He condensed that shit down to five minutes, man. Oh, you know what? We'll talk about no. that in the meeting this week. For what I do got to say. Uh, 08 to uh, 13. This nigga gone after that. Man, no more I got to check. I, I, gotta delete, check. I want to delete his scenes. Man, he's looking at you like, here, slap you with a Bible. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> and hey man. I got that. I remember everything about them. <laughs> man, sorry, let me Robert. wrap this shit up. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, oh, Robert. I didn't know, I didn't never know we, they was gonna talk about me today, Robert. I'm sorry for us talking about you. Never talk about you again. I believe in karma now. How uh, this nigga wanna talk? <laughs> I'm trying to wrap this shit up. Wrap it up, B. <laughs> wrap this shit up, B. I just wanna say, man, shout out to George Wilborn for coming through. And just blessing us with yes. like some wisdom, some game, man. Just talking to us, thank keeping it real with us, you. even though we little fish. We'll be there. We're going to see you soon, though. Like, no we figured, we're going to remember all of the people on the way up that came and fucked with us because they didn't have to. You it's really right. reaching down. It's room. It's room for y'all, man. And we welcoming it. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's room. Don't Look think it ain't. Man, well, I, hey, I tell all the celebrities when they come through, don't you ain't got to worry about me calling you. Like, hey, hey, you know what I mean? Ain't none of that because, like, here's my plan. You get, you meet these people you respect and shit. You get the numbers and shit. And then you build up and they be like, oh, I know that nigga. That's what we want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, we want to, but it's the utmost respect because y'all inspiring. Just knowing, like, you, y'all have no idea. Like, we've only been in a couple of months, but just to be able to make things like this come true when y'all actually come fuck with us and yeah. shit. Because these are people, we see y'all on the big radio stations. We see y'all on the big TV shows. So to have y'all come in and bless us with this love. It's just dope. It's hey, real man. dope. I, I got nothing but love for y'all. I got nothing but love. And I, uh, you've got a good show. And I got uh, hope nothing but, you know, top, top <laughs> things. I hope nothing but the top things happen for you as a show. Seriously. And this and, comedian list is just amazing. I just have to yeah. look at it again. It. It's one of the, one of the pretty. That's our time list. Yeah, that's that. 
That's that Stony Island Cottage Grove. Ooh, you know it. Um. You know the thing about it. <laughs> the thing about it, no matter how big we all get or what your aspirations are, and I hope you, you know we all achieve them. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always wanted success. I always believed that God had success for me just from a very small kid. You yeah. know, and my upbringing and things that have happened, I knew God had something special for me. Mm-hmm. So it's about me keeping the faith in that. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you know. I just say I want to be. I'd rather be rich than famous. You know, I, I'd rather be able to take care of my family and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm very. Um, uh, sometimes you can be almost too humble. I, I almost got into a point where I was too humble in my rise, but I have to be humble to my father. You understand? Yeah. So that's that's what the front trying to find the balance of that is is very difficult at times. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because I don't want to. I never wanted to be a star. My first special that I ever did, a comedy special that, that was on TV one, it's called I Don't Want to Be a Star. Which you know, you know, putting that out in the universe. I sometimes years later was like, man, maybe that's why I hadn't had the level of success because I put that word or didn't mm-hmm. put that into the universe. But I, I didn't. I don't want when I say that I, I want to be successful. I want to be at the height of my game. I want to be able to, to to have riches beyond my wildest imagination. Yeah. But I don't want to be a star necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You always be careful about how much you want to be a star because mm-hmm. star spelled backwards is racks. Oh shit. <laughs> Oh, shit. I'm just going to congratulate you one more time for coming through, blessing the show. I Thank messed my you. mic up. But we will see you on the way up because you there. You Thank definitely you, doing. Congrats on all of your success, everything you've done yes, in the yes. past, Thank what you're doing now, appreciate what you're doing in the future. Hopefully, Thank God you. put his hands on it and he blesses you, bro. Oh, Thank Thanks y'all. for coming through. I appreciate it. Thank Amen. you so much.